This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Win, lose or draw, McDelivery will always help bring home the free points. And speaking of points, order now on the McDonald's app and you'll earn reward points through every delivery. Order today, rewards tomorrow. You in? Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards, registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everyone, Robbo here. You're listening to the Blues Focus Podcast. Keep right on. Hello and welcome to the Blues Focus Podcast with me, your host, John Graham. Once again, many thanks for taking the time to download this pod, or if indeed if you're viewing it on YouTube, um, please subscribe. Um, we get into the, I guess, the business end of the season. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about recent results, which, I mean, what a turnaround. I think we're, we're all, A, pleased, a little bit amazed, but it, it's all good. And uh, hopefully the hope doesn't kill us, uh, as, as, as uh, Tom always says. So as we come to that, please leave your comments, um, some interesting ones, and hopefully my haircut's better and my broadband's better uh, for whoever <laughs> left that, that fucking nugget on. So nice one, keep them coming. Um <laughs> But anyway, uh, Carl, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Good. Haven't managed to get a fresh trim like you, but... Uh... Well, don't you only get fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and Tom, how are you? Uh, yeah, I'm great, thank you. Apart from my, my eye, I look like I've been smacked up, but I promise yeah. I haven't. <laughs> yeah, you're going on the ticket of it's a sty, but I think that's potentially a Derby fan that's giving you a bit of a clout, mate. Oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> for all after the bashing I give them. After your tirade. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, okay, let's get involved. Um, let, let's look back to uh, the game against Stoke um, a couple of days ago now. Uh, still, you know, obviously, still fresh in, in the mind. Um, and yet again, I mean, Christ, we've got, two, I think we've got two trademarks now, the dream pick and Bo use bingo. And here we were again. So, um, Carl, on to, on to bingo. What do you think of the selection? Today's sponsor of the Blues Focus podcast is Fans Favourite. Exclusively to Blues fans, you can get 10% off at checkout using the code bluesfocus10 at fansfavourite.co.uk. Um Again, another. I think it was quite surprising. I didn't expect him to uh, to change it up again. Obviously, Hogan is obviously. I think he he fell on his hip or something, and isn't he? I think he's come out and said they were playing like piggy in the middle or something. Yeah. Uh, in fucking training, and Hogan fell over and hurt his hip. So, you know. Um, but yeah, obviously not knowing that beforehand, it was a bit bizarre. I wasn't expecting that. Um, I definitely didn't think Seds would be back in as, as good as a job as he did doing the, the game before. Uh, I think it was, was Swansea, wasn't it? I think he was he yeah. was fantastic, but I wasn't expecting to see him. Um, and yeah, and obviously with with Hogan's ex, um, absence explained, it was kind of obvious why Hogan uh, why Hogan was picked. Twat. Why Leko was picked. <laughs> um, 
But I was still surprised, and I still genuinely thought we'd see Cosgrove start, to be honest, because he's really the only one that hasn't actually started out yeah. of the, the four strikers. So, yeah. Um, yeah, surprising, but I think we've said over the last couple, you know, it feels like whoever he picks is going to do a fucking job for him. So I'm not worried about that about that at all. Um, it's almost yeah. enjoyable at this, this point. No, who's he pulled out the fucking hat this time? So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so it's surprising, but I'm still happy with it, you know. So, um, yeah. yeah. Tom? Uh, completely agree with Carl. I thought that was actually a really, really uh, interesting angle to go down with the uh, the kind of Dukey, Cosgrove, Lico thing. You know, I, I wasn't... I was obviously gutted not to see Hogan in there, but when you found out why, it was hard not to laugh, really. Um, (laughs) But I I agree. I thought it was a shame not to see more of Cosgrove. However, he did get a few more minutes than he usually does, which um, is is a step, let's say. Do you think think the target is that he gets a cumulative 90 minutes by the end (laughs) of the fucking season? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. probably. Jesus. But, yeah, no, I, I think... I, I was happy to see Lico starting, but let's be honest, it was um, a, a horrific game for him, really. I think there was a few bright moments, but we'll tap into that in a bit. Um, but to be fair, I actually think Cosgrove could have started that game alongside Juki, but I, I honestly, I see why he doesn't do that, obviously, because it's two target men and you want a bit more variety in your squad. Um, so no, overall, I was happy with the lineup. Good to see Seds back in. Um and I think everyone who played just did a job. Mark Roberts was fantastic, but I'll definitely talk about that shortly. So, no. Uh, yeah. It was uh, I mean, uh, there always t- tends to be maybe one surprising pick. Lecco wasn't a surprise for me. We, I think we've all, all sort of said that he's obviously a Bowie favourite. <clears throat> I think that favouritism could be on the wane a little bit. Um, I was surprised it said, and I thought McGree was exceptional. Um, yeah. I really felt for him. Uh, if I look at the game, the games in isolation, McGree versus Seddon, when Seddon got the hook after 45, and, and obviously McGree played a full game and did incredibly well in, in the previous in the previous sort of performance. Yeah, I don't really see that. Yeah, fuck it. He's not, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, it is a criticism. I, I, there's no way I would have done that because M- McGree has been so hard done by played so well, he's so intelligent, he's left-footed, I know Seds is, but he just, yeah, and, and maybe picked him because Seds is more naturally defensive, Stoker going to put it on us from get-go, so I, I get the rationale, but I thought, I thought, I thought uh, McGree was exceptional defending in the previous yeah. game, so that was a little bit disappointing, I get the Sunyich running man selection, um, yeah. Okay. Well, that that's what we're into, and and I do find myself, and I don't I don't know who which one of you said it a couple of pods ago. That you just got to temper, I think, what you want what you want to see to what's going to be effective. So you know, criticism aside of the said and selection, um, there were that was a team to do a job, uh, and I think that's a, a good sort of move into into that first half. So. Tom, how do, how do you think, yeah, what was your take on that first half? From, I guess from both sides, really. Um, I was, I was, I don't think either side really stood out massively, other than the fact that obviously we got a goal, um, yeah. which is obviously something to build off. So you'd probably say Blues had the better half, which I, I'd agree. I'd say, um, 
we played a certain a certain way and like the game plan looked like it was coming off. It wasn't pretty, but he was doing a job. I thought Stoke, when they did come forward, looked really dangerous. Mm. Um <clears throat> problem was when it came to actually um taking a chance, they didn't know what to do with themselves half the time. So um yeah. you know, their build up play was all nice, looked good, and then their end product was just abysmal. Uh, to be honest, yeah. and which I wouldn't have expected with players like Stephen Fletcher in there. So, um, no, I was I was surprised at how poor Stoke were going forward. They were tough to break down at the back, but Mark Roberts turned into David Beckham for a very, very brief <laughs> spell. And Mate, he's done that before. He has, yeah, he has played uh, good crosses into the box before. I remember when he got an assist. I can't remember who it was for, but it was it wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't. No. Um, I actually think it was against QPR. At yeah, home. I think it might have been QPR. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I was I was really impressed. To be honest, I honestly feel like that's the best cross I've ever seen at St Andrews. In all honesty, genuinely <laughs> the best cross I've ever seen, and it's come from Mark Roberts. Um, so no, fair play to him. And then Dukey's just done what Dukey does, really, hasn't he? And um, put us ahead going into the break. Probably one of the best times to score in a game. So uh, yeah, no, pleased. I'd say. Yeah, Carl. Yeah, yeah. Basically, that really. What I was really impressed with is that uh, I think uh, I think we may have mentioned it again. Like these long throws from from Roberts, they seem to have a bit of intent now, rather than mm. just a fucking chuck and hope. And what I really liked was that two or three times Stoke lined up for that, and we did play it short, which obviously yeah. led to to the goal. Yeah, which proves that we're not just fucking throwing anything and hoping for the best. We will mix it up. Yeah. Um. I think. Um. Colin had a fantastic first half. I think he was fucking phenomenal down there, right? He was up and down. Different gravy, different gravy. Unbelievable. And he looks he looks more comfortable in that role, I think, than at out and out right back. Because we know going forward he, he's really good. And defensively, sometimes he's a bit bit less so. But he just looked phenomenal, uh, phenomenal. And he fucking had um oh, what's his name? Norrington Davies, that's the one in his pocket. Yeah, All I mean, fucking hard. It's, it's a bit of a bloody um sidebar, but Speaking to my kids, I'm like, when when my when my kids were born, I, I pointed look at him and say, do you know what he looks? He looks like a Norrington to me. <laughs> Where the fuck does that come from? <laughs> That's got to be a family. Anyway, sorry. Or not yeah. <laughs> in the dressing room. But uh, sorry, yeah, back to Connor. Um, but yeah, he he had and and how um, Norrington Davis didn't get booked for his fucking just blatant revenge attack on on mm. Max. By the way, um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think we look solid. Uh, I think neither team really, I don't know, they just didn't really seem to be firing initially. Um, but like Tom said, great time to score just before the break. Um, and I think it was just kind of one of those halves where I think whoever would have scored would have controlled the game moving forward. And, and obviously, ultimately, that's kind of what panned out. Yeah. Um, and I think that I think the other thing was the defense held the line really well. They were caught them offside so many fucking times in that first period, which I think was was great and for the most part we um we kept power quiet which was again I, I think Tom mentioned before keeping him quiet was key. Okay Tom yeah. didn't get his broken legs he was hoping for but yeah <laughs> you know um we kept him quiet and he, he didn't really do anything. So um yeah really pleased with it to be honest. Yeah I'm, i I think on the offside um I, I guess topic I mean it it feels like somebody had a spread bet on how many times Lecco and Fletcher could be caught offside in one half because it was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, it's it's like it's it sort of 
with Hogan, he's always on the shoulder and he very much he's always playing a very, very, you know, it's a fine line, isn't it? With, with Hogan, because that's the way he plays. And I'm not quite in with Leco. It just feels that I don't know, he switches off, he's not really his head's not in the game, he's very pedestrian when he's off the ball. Um and he knows that he's had a, a you know a poor well he had a poor game but he had a poor, a poor first half, um, and yeah he, he he I think he needs he needs he needs a confidence booster but I don't I genuinely don't know where that's going to come from because Bowie's kept the faith obviously you know Hogan's out and he's he, he's he's the man he's gone for and it's again it's a big game it's one of those games that. In, between us, I think we all predicted a victory, but it, that I think that was off the backdrop of the momentum rather than it was an easy game. Uh, I'm with you. I, I thought Colin was fucking brilliant. Um, I, I just really like him as a player. And even when, you know, um, the Shrugger brought in um, Valerie, I, th- I just didn't see that that was a... I, I, I just did... With Dacus Cogley as a backup, I think that's fine. I, I, I think if we're a top two pushing side... The depth isn't there, but for where we're at, I think Dacus Gogg can come in and do a job. He did when he came in early part of the season. Um, so I, I didn't like that that signing at all. And it, it just puts undue pressure on things. Um, and then, you know, I think the rest of them were solid. Um, it, it was, a, and going back to my point earlier, I just found myself looking at the, the performance thinking, fucking hell, this is poor. This is just attritional football. And then I gave me head a wobble and thought, if we get a point or three, I couldn't give a fuck what it looks like. So it's, it's just trying to get into the mind of, would that performance be something that we'll be lapping up this time next season when we can get into the ground and and we get and we get served up that? Probably not, um, because I'd, I'd like to think the team's probably evolved a little bit by then. Um, Halilovic is is not. It's a bit like going back to Djokovic in the Karanka mold was never going to work. And I think when we play that attritional style, I think Alilovic is a little bit limited because there's just not who's he going to give it to? Yeah, who's he going to give it to? You know, his only option is probably Gardner, but he's a workman. There's no point giving it to Sunjic. Definitely no point giving it to to Lecco. And he's because he's a build-up player. You don't want uh, Juki, but he's back to goal thirty yards out. So I do feel for him, um, but I just hope we. Next season, he feels like the player that we can maybe, I think, build a bit of a an attacking force around. But all in all, and, and to your point, Tom, we started to do things we never do. We're now scoring when we, you know, in those dying embers of a, of a half, never ever have done that before. We look solid, haven't looked solid for ages. And I think it's now this evolution of getting to, you know, it's not, it's easy to say, oh, it's blues. Well, this blues, it's totally different. It's totally different and it's fantastic. So... Right, we get we get the first goal going to the second half. Cole, did you think we'd kick on, or did you think it'd be more of the same? To be honest, I thought it'd be more of the same. Uh, and I think coming back to your point around McGree, I think that substitution changed the game hundred percent for us going forward. Him coming on at half time, it just galvanised the team. And even even Leco in the second half looked better for having McGree on the pitch. I feel yeah. Um, I think that substitution was, I guess, almost inspired, I guess yeah. is the way you say it. Um, and, and I think that is what drove us on. Like I was expecting, like you say, more attritional football, more kind of let's grind this out. 
let, let's let's get this. You know, it is what it is. But actually, McGree came on and turned. You know, we started playing football, um, and I think. I mean, he's. I'm. I'm a really disappointed. His shot didn't go straight in. To be perfectly fucking honest, yeah. <laughs> um, because he he deserved it. He proper wellied that, didn't he? Um, and Duke, as ever, was in the right place at the right time to to stick it home. Um, and to be honest with you, once we'd got that second goal, Stoke didn't look no anything. Yeah. I think they looked lost. And to be honest, they were lucky it wasn't more. You know, if Leko yeah. had got his head up, maybe, and and supplied it to to McGree later on in that half. Um, but what I really like is is this game management we seem to have. There are times we are holding on. Of course, there are. There's always times teams time yeah. teams hold on in games. Of course, there is. But we managed that game out once we'd got that early second goal as well for a change. Once we'd got that, we just managed that game out. They were never really a threat. Okay, they had a few opportunities into the box or whatever, or they got corners here or there. But other than that, we saw it out. And that was from the front to the back. Um, and I just think it, it's just really great to have a team that is trying to see a game out rather than, you know, trying to fucking pass back from 35 yards or whatever else or throwing things away. So, yeah, um, I think the sub- substitutions were really good. Um, it was great to see, obviously, Amari Miller come on for his debut as well. And I think yeah. him getting that little run, okay, he obviously didn't didn't necessarily get get a goal or a shot way out of it, but he won a corner out of it, ran down the clock, and that'll only give him confidence as well. Yeah. And it's great to see him thrown on at the end um, and given that opportunity by Bowie, really. Um, but yeah, it, it second half, from my view, was completely different to the way I thought we'd play it. McGree turned it on its head, and then we just saw it out once we'd scored that second, and we could have had, what, three or four maybe? Well, yeah. say th- not three or four more goals, I think. Could have been three or four by the end of the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's fair comment. Hi, Blue fans. Marlon King here. You're listening to the Blues Focus podcast. Keep right on. And um, yeah. Any highlights for you from from the second half that that maybe well certainly different to what we've been served under Karanka, but can you see a pattern with this team? Um. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely. Um. I think we're a lot more. We're a lot more just stable and strong. Like it's um it's clear to see how we want to play. Um, I think we have different aspects to our game. We can change our style uh, without it being too overcomplicated. Um, We have a plan B for a change, which is nice. And we just try different things. And it seems to be, everyone seems to be comfortable with whatever we try and complete or try and present on the football pitch. Um, But at the same time, although we're trying new things and different things, it's all still things that the players are capable of. Yeah, and I think that's where we went wrong under Karanka. Karanka was so set on his own style that the players just weren't capable of it, and he never yeah. he'd he'd always try and adapt, but adapt too much. And he's trying to adapt on a formula that isn't working. Whereas with Boya, he's found a formula that works and then has adapted on that instead, rather yeah. than uh, trying to add to something that already doesn't work. So, uh, no, I've definitely been much more impressed with uh, how we take to games and especially our game management, like Carl touched upon. I thought we were fantastic. Stoke, that second half, didn't really cause any problems whatsoever. They look like they should be where we are and we should be where they are yet again, really. It's it's one Mm. of those. And then Amari Miller, uh, when he came on, oozing with confidence, really. 
Um, I think that was quite clear to see from all the step overs. I think we were all kind of dreaming from uh, for, for that to just end up nestling in the top bin, but unfortunately it didn't. And then funnily enough, the next day I spotted him in Asda while I was doing my food shopping. So um, uh, there you go, fun fact. Um, he's not the one that changes, is he? No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'd have heard about it by now in the Birmingham Mail. Crazy fan goes up to Amari Miller asking for autograph, gets slapped up. No, <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, I, I wasn't going to go bother him. I'm not the type. I think they need to lead their normal lives. Um, yeah. And you know, I probably if I if I was going to say hello, it'd be an event or something. But um, yeah, no. So that was nice as well. But overall, very happy with. Uh, the second half, game management was great. Another good goal. Juki being in the right place at the right time. And just, oh, if only that McGree strike could have gone in. It deserved to go in. It was so good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, do you know Do you know what? That McGree strike, very similar to the one he scored for the under-23s. Yeah. yeah. Low-driven, um, Gardner-esque. Craig Gardner-esque, very Yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. And, and we've spoken about it many times on the pod. We've looked pretty ordinary when it comes through to sort of shooting from outside the box, it, it, it's it's never a threat. But McGree, just, it just feels like he's got, he's got a fantastic technique. He's not shy. Typical Australian. Typical Australian. He's got, he, he backs himself. He's, he's got, he's brave. He goes for it. He doesn't get intimidated by anything. And, uh, you know, I'm now thinking, what the fuck are we going to do to keep this kid? Because, you know, obviously he's off to the, the MLS with, with Charlotte, um, not a bird. That's the actual place. Um, uh, at the end of the season, be, I don't know. Might be going out with some called Charlotte. Who fucking knows? But um, probably Sheila. Um, but we'll get to. I think we'll get to Christmas, and that's where hopefully we'll get him back. Um, because I just, I just like everything about him. I, I think again, he's a just. A, I don't know. He's, I know it's cliche, but he just feels like a Blues player to me. Yeah, overly flash, but he's just really solid in what he does. And he, and, you know, he, he puts his toe in, and I, I just think he's been a big find for us. And whoever did that deal and found him, then they are to be commended because I, I really like his his style. I, I think second half overall, yeah, we, we do. We look solid. Um, there's nothing flash. And I think, you know, if we're being realistic, a, a centre-two of Gardner and Sunich is never going to be flash. What it will do is put the grunts in and, um, you know, against those combative sides, then you're going to need that. So, again, it's backing up what we've said before, which is matching up teams like for like and then hopefully grinding them down to a point where we can nick the goal and, and maybe get the victory. And I think Karanka, that was sort of his philosophy to a degree. The problem was he just didn't have the players on board and he was but he was square pegs in round holes and that's why it didn't work. Whereas Bowie has obviously got him on side and to your point, Tom, and you're absolutely right, they're just playing in positions that they're familiar with more often than not. And if they're playing in positions like um, McGree played, you know, when he's playing left wing back and he's never played there before, he's just a fucking good footballer. And I'm a big believer in if you're, if you're a good footballer, you can play anywhere. And then, you know, that, that's, that's it for me. And I, I, again, absolutely fantastic to hear a Stoke manager. Moaning, I was hoping we'd touch on this. <laughs> moaning about long throws. Fucking hell. I mean, I've heard it all now. I've heard it all. And uh, rumor has it Stoke is still flooded from his tears. <laughs> mate, honest to God. I mean, I know that they're still trying to, sh- you know, shed the uh, the Pulis tag. I, they haven't done that. They never will. 
because the only the only semblance of success they've had is off the back of shit football. So, and to be fair, outside of a couple of decent bits of build-up play, fucking Bobby average. So mm. he, they can't tell me that we can. And, and I, the great thing is, and Carl, you mentioned it by changing it up on on not just bunging long long throws in. I, th- I think that the manager was probably a little bit pissed off. They couldn't read it when we did go short and it did go to Colan and we were changing the angle of delivery. So, yeah, I do. I love a moaning gaffer. It's fucking brilliant. Um, yeah. and, it, and, you know, that, again, that's a, a big thing about about what I think it's just great for Blues. And That's two in a row now. Two yeah, games I mean, in a row. It was great. I mean, if, if the crowd had been in, oh, Fantastic. We'd leave them all crying. It's all good. Yeah, yeah the, 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 <laughs> as Carl said, the, the, the game management, the time wasting, all of it, it's, it's beautiful. So long may that continue. So we're going to push on to the next game because it's massive and I'm mindful that Carl's only got a couple of minutes. Uh, he's got some, a prior engagement. So let, let, let's just get your thoughts, Carl, on, I mean, obviously there's going to be an element of bingo in there, so I won't hold you to it. Yep. <laughs> but we've got to have your dream pick before you go. Um, yep. uh, yeah, what, what what do you think? I, I'm going to go with Cosgrove. I genuinely, I, again, oh, I, I, I'm going to go with it until he fucking picks him. That's what I'm <laughs> fucking doing. It's going to happen. Um, I, I think it's, regardless of who he plays, I think it's probably going to be the right game. I said that about Stoke. I'll say it again. I'll say it every game. It's going to fucking happen. One time I'm going to be fucking right, right? Um, I think it's Cosgrove. I think it's a good time for him to come in. I think it's... Yeah, it can't be understated how big the game is. You know, you've got a team who are they're playing tonight. Obviously, they then got to fucking play Thursday and then us on Sunday. Yeah. And I think that game is huge from the fact that obviously we need to win it. Yeah, I mean, okay, maybe we don't need to win it, but you know, a win would be fantastic. And I think we need to to be looking at putting four or five goals past them, and we should be. There's no excuse not to. So, I think it's massive. I think Cosgrove gets his chance. There may be a little bit more change up in personnel. Maybe he'll he'll switch the system and maybe look to bring Bella back in for a bit more creativity, possibly. Um, because I don't see Bella being a left wing back. I really fucking don't. No. Um, and I could see if he doesn't change it and he stays with that, I reckon you'll see McGree start because I think Halalovic has a bit of a knock again as well. So yeah. Yeah. I'd be shocked to see Riley not starting. But yeah, um, I think it's a massive game. Cosgrove to start 5 0. And. Uh, basically safe for the season. There you go. You heard it here first, lads. <laughs> we can all hope. Wow. Absolutely. Right. Is that you done? It is, yeah. I've got to shoot, lads. So, okay, well, uh, we'll, we'll, no we'll worries. Pleasure as always, Carl. Goodbye to the, to the people's favourites and we'll, we'll catch up after the game. Yes. Catch you later, lads. Take care. All right. Yeah. Bye. Right. And, and then there were two. So, yes. <laughs> over to you, Tom. So with the Rotherham game, um, yeah, I'm, I suppose... How do you think he's going to approach it? Is he going to approach any differently or, or do you think it's going to be more of the same? Um, I think I'd like to think he'd approach it differently. Mm. Um, it, it wouldn't surprise me if it was more of the same, though. I don't see why not. Um, but if he does approach it differently, I'd like to see us go back to a four at the back so he can be more attacking. Because yeah. for me, Rotherham will be there for the taking with how tired they are. Yeah. So if we get on them early, put a few early goals past them, take a baseball back right to their confidence, then we're sorted. we just got to get on them early and uh, proper go for the game. And you know what? I, don't, I know we mentioned Halilovic not being fit, and if he, if he isn't fit for it, then, you know, we've seen Ivan Sanchez play a number 10 role this season already, and he, he didn't fare too badly. 
Um, but Joe, you know I'd be really intrigued to see how Bella would fare at a number ten. I don't think he'd be natural, but yeah. he'd be one of those that I, f- I don't feel like there's there's much there's much to lose from trying it. Um, yeah. So we could give it a go. It's not out the realms of impossibility. But no, it'd be nice to see uh, one of them two guys included back in the squad, whether that's in a central role or a wide role, because um, that just gives us more attacking threat and. Um, you know, if if Cosgrove plays, then great. I think he towers over Wes Harding, so um, that that yeah. would be nice to see. Um, but yeah, no, I think <clears throat> we take the game to him. I think they'll crumble, or they should anyway. But um, you know, it's Blues. It wouldn't surprise me if we decide to lose five nil to Rotherham and then drag ourselves back in the battle and take it to the last day for a laugh. Um, but hopefully, we can see them out. And I do believe if we win, we're almost home and dry, really. Yeah, I, I, <clears throat> I think it, a lot of it does depend, or whether it should or whether it shouldn't. But my my logic would be, if Rotherham lose the next couple of games, they're pretty much dead and buried. Yeah, um, their confidence will be gone. Um, whatever happens, they're going to be leggy. They they're gone. They've got to be just on the amount of football that that they've played. And I'm with you. I, I'd like to see. Um, certainly if they're bang low on confidence and we've got to get on the front foot and I don't think we need to pick an attritional side I think we need to have maybe a bit more of a, a free-flowing um, setup like we did for I guess the, the first victory under Bowie where we played some lovely stuff I mean to be fair there's been patches even, even in the in the in the defeats I thought we played some really nice stuff um, but I'd be inclined to get the legs on them because if they're tired then there is an argument for Bella. There's a potentially argument for Sanchez. Uh, I actually think McGree play well at 10. Yeah. yeah. I think he's got just so much talent on the ball. And then I think he actually, I think, well, it's not under Cranker, it's never a 10, is it? He was just playing fucking centre mid. Um, yeah. But he, there were times where he was in that advanced role and he really did deliver. And we know he's got a shot from outside the box. And I think Bowie will be saying to him, you've got licence to do what you want. If he does go in that role, uh, I'd like to see Harper back in because I think <laughs> it was a bit a better dimension on the ball. Uh, wouldn't change the defence again. I'll, I will continue to eat humble pie. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, credit where it's due. Um, you know, they were shit for most of the season. They've really turned it around. So fair dues. Not going to not going to sort of complain on that one. Um, so. It's a, it's a shame Terrell's injured. It isn't perfect. I just I think he'd have had something really good to offer this team. Would have but, been a good game for him. Yeah, I, I, I don't, you know, he, he's he's gone, isn't he? He's not going to play for us again. Yeah. Um, and Cosgrove, difficult now to, because obviously the game prior to to, to our victory um, against Stoke, Duke, he looked a little bit out of sorts, probably a bit tired because he hadn't, obviously had a major run of games most of the season um but no i mean cross you certainly with the, the obviously the break we've got you can't you can't pull him out the squad. yeah can't take a lad who's back to brace out no he's top he's going to be top of the world based on you know he's got a new new contract which is fantastic um and, and you know I, I think he's going to be absolutely chomping at the bit so but there is also an argument if they are battered completely battered and if we've got Lots of speed wide. I wouldn't be bothered about Cosgrove and Djokovic up top. 
neither would I. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it all. I mean, it's, it, I mean, it's a fucking throwback, but. <sighs> I, I think Cosgrove, he's going to be, at, I mean, he's going to be feeling great because let's be fair, he's had the move of his career and he hasn't played in a fucking shit side with a shit manager and he's thinking, what's going on? All of a sudden, he's now seen the players in our squad come out of their shells, deliver quality, deliver consistency, deliver results. And a gaffer that's got it, he, you know, nobody, I, I would imagine that dressing room is absolutely buzzing running through yeah. the brick walls for him. And I think Cosgrove's now thinking, could you give me a chance? I want to get on. Um, and for me, and I, and I feel for the kid, but there's no way Lecco should be starting now. No way. Not after that, that reason. He's, he's had his chance. I think the only way for me, if, if Hilalovic is out and you put McGree in at 10 with, with Yuki, um, there's spots that are free up. Bella on the left, maybe Lecco on the right. Um, th- that's a possibility, but but I think he's struggling. I, I, I've ever, and let's be fair, Christ, if we'd have said when Bowyer came in, there's only really going to be one player that that maybe doesn't kick on. Um, and and to be fair, we'd have probably all said that he wouldn't be Lecco based on the relationship he's got with Bowyer. Yeah, trying too hard. Maybe he's trying too hard. Maybe I wouldn't be surprised to see Miller come in though. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. It'd be great to see Simmons as well. I feel like oh, that's absolutely, not absolutely. And, and I, I do think that once we are safe in Iver- we'll see more of them. We'll see them. And and it's fucking exciting. But first things first, you know, we've got to get over the line on Sunday because he, he did. The manager did say, and obviously he's, he's going to be a lot more comfortable now looking at the table than when he started. But even so, I, t- I still think we need to probably get forty-eight. 50 points just to be absolutely certain. And, and you know, with, with a side that are in a four-game run in eight days, fucking hell, you're not going to get a better chance. Um, yeah. So to that point, what, what, do you, what do you think prediction-wise, mate? Um, I'm going to say, I think it's going to be one of them proper bonkers games. Um, and I've just got this weird, like, 4-2 feeling. Um, I think Rotherham will completely change their side and they'll pick players that they wouldn't normally pick, but they'll be up for the game. Those players that they don't normally pick will be up for the game because they finally got a chance in the first team. So you yeah. might see a few extra committed performances, and then obviously the usuals will be very tired, and I think that's why we could put four past them. But it wouldn't surprise me if we saw some goals from Rotherham because they do have goals in them, and if there's some fresh players in there that aren't regularly picked, they'll be determined to make a name for themselves. So... um yeah, no, I feel a four-two. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that that's. I think you're closer than Carl's five-nil. If I'm being brutally honest, <laughs> it's only because that, regardless of what happens in the next couple of games from, they've got to win the game. Yeah. So they've got it. They've got to come at us, and and you know, I, I think our, our major strength has been our defence, ironically, uh, and as long as that continues, then. I think they'll be really gung-ho and, and leave a ton of space for us to really sort of take advantage of. I, I'd probably go 3-1. Now we're starting to score um, or create chances and with McGree and, you know, we've got some talent in that team. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of spaces for us to, to maybe take advantage of. Um, but I think it will be a little bit like the Alamo with them. I think they're going to keep coming and coming in. I think to, to shut them out is going to be a, a tall order. But I do think it's the old adage: we'll we'll score more than they do. 
Correct. Um, and, and I think three one's probably not not going to be far off the mark, hopefully. But we do go into every game now with a, an element of confidence. And um, crikey, if we could get this one over the line, then I think there is just that obvious <laughs> sigh. And, you know, still games to play. But Christ, I think we'd only need a couple of points after that. So, uh, so yeah, but, you know, a bit a bit to wait. We'll know we're up against on Sunday. Everybody would have been playing. Everybody would have played by then pretty much. I think there's one other fixture on Sunday. So it is very much another thing for us to say, right, galvanise them. Be another thing that Lee can do to really motivate them and take them forward. So really looking forward to it. So there we have it. Tom, thank you, my friend. I hope your uh, your eye improves. Uh, <laughs> you can actually see the game on Sunday. No worries. Thank you very much. I hope so too. <laughs> no, no problem at all. So that that's it. Um, we've got a little bit to wait, but I think, um, you know, it'd be really interesting to see the side he picks. Um, yeah, what, what a place it must be at the moment to, you know, that dressing room must be absolutely flying. So I don't see the momentum stopping now. Some massive results and the, and the gaffer's done just the, the, the best job. I think we could have asked it any more. So let's hope that continues. But between now and then, stay safe and keep right on. Sports Social Podcast Network. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.